tonight for the happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and you're listening to the smooth sounds of Miles Davis, which is going to be juxtaposed with the unsmooth sound of a bunch of comedians' jokes. So it's going to be a really fun night here on the happy hour. The way it works is uh, right now, it looks like we're doing uh, five-minute sets only because the, li- the list is pretty short. So at four minutes, you'll hear a... Which means you have a minute left. Why do I use a horn? Because it's on the radio and everyone knows when you run the light. That's why I do that. But uh, hey, I'm excited to have a fun time tonight with you here at the happy hour. And thanks for tuning in. We're going to get right into it with our first comedian. What a tall, lovely drink of water this is. He actually kind of reminds me of, you could put him in a suit and he'd look like a madman. Absolutely. Everybody, clap your hands together in a wild, slappy-like motion for Cole Chapman! Here we go. Here's the thing. Uh, Ian and I, who, uh, Ian, you know Ian, Ian Levy. We did a, a, a group act last night out of nowhere, and I'm still exhausted from that shit. That was the weirdest. I should explain it further, but I'm not going to. I don't know why I'm talking about it now. Let's move on. Hey, guys. Uh, do you guys... Uh, Annette, I feel like you've ghosted people before. You do this? Not on purpose. Exactly. It happens accidentally. You don't want to ghost people. It's rude, right? But like unprotected sex, you know, sometimes it just happens, you know? You're like, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, I just fell into this. I don't mean to, but, you know, now we got to go with it, you know? You get best laid plans, right? Uh, I ghosted somebody uh, from Bumble somewhat recently, uh, and I thought nothing of it. You know, we went on like a couple dates, no big, I like, got busy. You know, that's the excuse you always give. Uh, and then uh, we were looking for roommates for my new house, and guess who showed up? But the ghosted lady herself, uh, uh, to my very home, she walked in and was like, oh, and I was like, oh. And we just kind of had to, had to like deal with the situation. <laughs> like of her just kind of like, like it was a, something that we knew, but she didn't want to bring it up on the spot. So she was just like talking around it, you know, like asking us questions. She's like, so how's the communication in this house? I was like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> pretty good, I guess. And she's like, oh yeah, you're just not going to file my application and then never let me know if I got it right. You're not going to do that, right? And I was like, no, I would never dream of such a thing. <laughs> and then we didn't submit her application. <laughs> Ghosted again. Why not? You know, why not? Hey, we're working on this new shit, right? Uh, yeah, I, th- I like ghosting, actually. I don't like doing it. I like getting ghosted uh, because it makes you look inward. You know, you get ghosted, you did something wrong, right? Probably, maybe. Who knows? You got to figure it out. Go meditate in the mountains for a little bit. Try to figure this shit out. You know, what I do? You look back on your date. Did I pay? Was I nice to the servers? You know, was I racist? If most of those answers are yes, one should be no. <laughs> let's be let's be honest. You know, then like fuck that bitch, right? You can get then you can wholeheartedly walk around being like this person sucks ass, and that's a great feeling. You know, just like moving on to the next bit. Okay, <laughs> hey guys, um, how are you doing, Annette? Chill. Chill. Great. This crowd work is working great. Everyone's having fun. We're all having a good time. Looking for some legal help. Anybody know any good lawyers? I actually do. <laughs> I, of course. I should have I known. <laughs> what a room to ask that question. <laughs> I mean, your long week in court. Oh, I'm so sorry, Pam. But hey, at least you got that slap on the wrist for the ABC, ABC thing. So yeah, let's party it up in here. Crack that booze out, y'all. Let's get it up in here again. Um, not looking for, looking for some legal help. 
uh, looking through lawyers and stuff. I'm trying to pick an attorney, right? I don't know who to pick. Uh, some people are like, you gotta go by race, which I think is weird. Like some people are like, you gotta get a Jewish guy. And I'm like, eh, no thank you. You know, like too much, you know? Like nothing against Jewish people, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I, I like, if I had to pick an attorney, I would most definitely pick a Southern attorney, right? Because, like, racism aside, let's just put that to the side for a minute, uh, you cannot beat the whimsy of a Southern attorney. They are terrific. They're just the most whimsical people ever. They'd be there on your final, te- on your, like, what is it? The, I can never remember what the hell. Final statements? Is that a thing? Closing arguments, they'd be in their closing arguments. Good thing I'm recording this shit. <laughs> they'd be in the closing arguments, you know, like the, like addressing the jury in an all white, like seersucker suit, right? Like pacing around, like with their little thumbs in there, you know, doing this thing in the lapels, right? And they'd be like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I am but a humble man from Alabama. And if I know two things, number one, my mother makes the sweetest strawberry rhubarb pies. Number two, black people would probably deserve it. You're like, whoa. <laughs> like, like, what was that last bit? He's like, what about the strawberry rhubarb pies? They are delicious. And you're like, what? Yeah, 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 you're adorable. We'll just, we'll forget that last horrible thing you just said, right? Sometimes I say that and people are like, does he actually think that? And I'm like, no, they're jokes. But this is 2017 and no one knows what those are anymore. Whoa. <laughs> uh, mm, uh, man. Don't bring your notes up on stage, guys. They're distracting. Uh, <laughs> you guys like your mama jokes? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I like your mama jokes. I sent one to a friend I hadn't talked to in a while. Uh, I said, your mama is so lazy. It wasn't a good one. I said, your mama was so lazy that she got last in a snail marathon. Yeah, not great. <laughs> I admit this. I concede this point. Uh, and then he texted me back and he said, dude, my mom died three years ago. And I was like, still counts. <laughs> She's not going to win that race, dude. She's, what is she going to get up? Anyways, hey guys, give it up for your lovely host, Pam Benjamin. And for all of you, an artist bugle week. Gold Chapman, everyone. Yeah. Uh, the mom joke is actually, your mom's yeast infection is so bad that my mom baked a loaf of bread out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's how that works. Uh, the, the lawyer's name is Francis Shaheda, the best lawyer of all lawyers. Uh, I now can never say a negative thing about lawyers. If anyone ever said something negative about lawyers, it's swiped from my mind. It's completely, it's gone. Because he's an amazing human being and he really helped me out during this horrible ABC trial that we just went through. Uh, the man tried to come here and break up free speech and fun times and, and they almost did. And that's okay, now we can't drink, but... <laughs> I maybe it's going to be in 2018 they're going to start breaking down with the pot laws too I'm like no don't let it happen your next comedian's a mermaid she runs a show every Monday up at the saloon uh, put your hands together for Annette Mulaney thank you hey guys not to brag I've actually never been ghosted on yes yes there's, an, um, there's a shockingly high proportion of men I've dated who I assume have been in accidents soon after, um, but never ghosted. Uh, I actually like ghosting because it's not a real rejection. I mean, you can just assume that they're dead. That's what I always do. Um, so how's everyone's Friday going? Yeah, everyone having a good day? Um, adequate, okay. I, uh, I'm doing well. Well, I should say I've been doing good. Um, 
just uh, flew in from volunteering at a refugee camp, and boy, do my concerns seem trivial. Um, yes, I know, thank you. I tried to fit in all the do-gooding into three weeks this year, so I'm done. I can be an asshole 100% of the time now. I'm just spending the rest of the year trying to get my karma back to zero. Like, every second that I held a refugee's hand or treated them like a human, that's someone I can cut off in traffic now. Ugh, fucking earning this shit. Um, I actually, I went to Greece and volunteered at a refugee camp uh, because uh, I speak fluent Arabic, as I'm sure you guessed. Um, we all had crazy 20s, right? You know, some of us drank a lot, blackout weekends. I went to Syria and got married. Um, you know, 20s. Um, but I, uh, and I was a translator for a bit, so I thought this would be a good opportunity to get it back, because definitely shit is not where it used to be. It's not, like, when I say fluent, I'm lying. Um, and so I, you know, I decided to go to Greece, work at this refugee camp. Um, on the way there, I realized I probably should have studied a bit, like gone over words that I knew would come up. Um, but they're refugees. They should take what they can get. Uh, so I arrived. It took me like a day and a half to get there. I slept for two hours. I woke up super, super jet lagged. And they called me into the hospital to do my first translations. And I was like, oh, shit. Because uh, the first patient they had was a woman wearing a hijab, very proper. She's in for gynecological issues. And the doctor turns to me and is like, yo, can you ask her these questions? And in that moment, I realized I don't know any of the medical or even polite words for vagina in Arabic. <laughs> Only the ones that my husband called me. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I racked my brain for about the longest 30 seconds came up with nothing and then had to proceed to ask this woman, uh, so where in your pussy does it hurt? Is it in the tube or in the outside place? Um, luckily, she was very professional, much more than I, and corrected me. So uh, if you need to know, it's mahbil. Mahbil is a good, uh, good polite word for vagina in Arabic. Um, puss, not so much. <laughs> I could have said cunt, though, and I didn't, so that was a victory for me. Um, you know, I, uh, I think I did good, though, right? Like, I translated, I got to lead a couple yoga classes, oh, and you know, the zen of a good yoga class must only compare to the security of getting a German visa or knowing you have a future. Must be real close, I hope. Um, I did learn quite a lot, right? Like you say, they say when you give, you get back. And I got back so much. Like I learned that no matter what kinds of trauma children go through, I can still hate the absolute shit out of them. Uh, <laughs> I hate children so much. Uh, I just, I had to take like 20 to 30 preteen boys swimming three times during these weeks. Yeah, in what I refer to as my personal Aleppo. Um, <laughs> which is fitting because many of them came from Aleppo. Um, I just, why is their joy so shrill? I don't, uh, and you know, there was times where I was like, I don't fucking care who bombed your house. I don't care if you had to survive the Turkish Coast Guard to get here. If you don't get out of the fucking water when I blow the whistle, Khalid, I will drown you myself. Um, I also, you know, it, w it was tough though. I don't want to act like it wasn't tough. Um, there was a dress code in the camp. I had to be respectful. Uh, I learned that if you're asking yourself if it's too much nipple for the refugee camp, 
It's definitely too much nipple for the refugee camp. Uh, apparently, I wasn't culturally appropriate, which uh, I call bullshit on because I spent some time in the Middle East prior to all these wars, and I hoard it the fuck up. Uh, and these dudes seemed very appreciative at the time. And it wasn't just them. It was like their moms and their sisters. Like, I'd roll over to a dude's house um, after meeting them at a bar, and their mom would be like, oh, interesting. Welcome, American whore. Like, tell us all about it. Uh, so culturally inappropriate in my ass. Uh, all right, guys, I've been Annette. Give it up for Pam. Keep it clapping for your favorite American whore, Annette Mullaney. Yes, listen to her show every Thursday from 8 to 10 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. Your next comedian is a very funny man with an awesome name that I can finally pronounce. Put your hands together for Boris Shakurko. Thank you, Pam. Oh, boy. Um, something pretty funny happened uh, recently. I got an email from the uh, like Berkeley police. There was like a missing persons report. Like five minutes ago, I got this email being like, we're looking for a person. And then four minutes ago, I got an email saying we found them. One minute. That's all it took them. I feel like that's like miracle work in progress. Like one minute. Like I like the idea that someone came to the Berkeley Police Department was like someone's gone missing but it totally wasn't serious like they were in the bathroom and they sent out this whole like mass email chain one minute later just comes out the bathroom yeah it was totally oh I didn't I didn't leave anywhere um I I wish that I smoked just because um people that smoke always take those breaks you know from work and things just step out for a second and a lot of people will say that like coffee is very similar because you can just get step out and get a coffee but the difference is that you can't ask a stranger next to you for one or a sip of theirs like that is socially inappropriate to walk up to someone drinking coffee be like hey can i just get one can you can you just all right that's okay it's a work in progress man everything's a work in progress is what i'm learning um I saw something disgusting. I saw a guy walk into a bathroom with his sh- uh, shoelaces untied, um, which is absolutely, I think, horrendous behavior that's disgusting. Because you could trip. You could trip, amongst other things. <sighs> See, I, I actually um, I went to elementary school last week, and I uh, subbed for a teacher. And I realized that stand-up comedy is actually very similar. Because if you want them to be quiet, you can just do your jokes. And then if you bomb, you get what you want. It's a win-win. Um, oh, Jesus! What do you think? What do you think a uh, a polyamorous breakup looks like? Do you think it's like it's not us, it's them? Do you think that's how it goes down? I I think it would be weird. I think it would be weird to have a polyamorous wedding. Now that I'm thinking of it, someone who's down to be in a polyamorous relationship probably isn't gonna have a traditional wedding, but. I think it's weird that in 20 years there could be a progressive man in Saudi Arabia who could have one wife, but three men in America could have four. Like that, that's a weird thought. Um, My dad recently passed on a family heirloom uh, to me, uh, his uh, clipper card. It's very, it's a good family, yeah. Some people get, you know, keys to a Mustang, I get a clipper card, but... You know, you got to be appreciative of everything you got. Um, ugh, I'm unemployed right now. And, uh, unemployment. It's funny because whenever I say unemployed, I always feel like um, I saw a friend recently and I said I was unemployed. They're like, 
yeah, looks like it. Like, <laughs> it's not like this is exactly it's like if i said i'm not like a manly man most people who hear that are like yeah we could tell you didn't need to you didn't need to say it we can already tell by your appearance um oh man uh what can i talk about i've i've been i've tried online dating or not even online dating is tinder even online dating it's more like on your phone i wouldn't even consider it online dating but i always think it's weird when there's a dating profile that has a childhood photo on it Cause it's like, who are you trying to attract? You know, like if there's a photo of a nine-year-old Christina, like who is into that? Is that really what you want? Oh boy, that's okay. You know, you gotta cool it with the child molesting jokes. I feel like I was walking uh, in a Nordstrom rack recently, and I had a mustache, and I was getting all sorts of looks, like, like you've never seen a pedophile before. You know what I mean? Like, come on, come on, guys. Um, I. I feel like I, I have a lot of takes on like politics and stuff, but it's all about uh, communities that I am not a part of. Like I have a lot of takes on race, but I think I should have no takes on race. I think that's my like, yeah. And that's actually my take on race. So it's kind of like an in feedback loop. Thank you, Pam. Um, I was thinking that knowing what a catch-22 is, to know what a catch-22 is, you have to read catch-22, which in itself is a catch 22 i think right 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 if you think about it maybe we'll get there all right thank you for listening give it up for pam boris shakurko yeah we're listening to the sultry sounds of miles davis in the background and your next comedian i think he's here i'm not sure it's hard to tell uh he's a funny man himself Zach, Zachary Foster, are you here? Oh, there he is. All right, I couldn't see him. Everybody, Zachary Foster! Keep it going. Keep it going for your host, Pam. Annette, I'm just going to talk about Arabic. Jen. All right, that was enough. I just wanted you guys to all know I can say, do you speak Arabic in Arabic? Pretty gangster. Last night I got home, I was so hungry and I had no food in the house, nothing. And then I like, on my desk, I found this little, like a half a container of winter fresh Tic Tacs. I was like, yes, I'm gonna feast tonight. And then I was like, oh, I wish I had orange. Then it might actually taste like real food. Yeah, I, um, I think I figured out how to get Republicans to support gun control legislation. Black people need to buy more guns. No, scratch that. Muslims need to buy more guns, okay? It's going to be the most bipartisan issue on Capitol Hill. Democrats will be like, too many people have guns. Republicans will be like, black people and Muslims have guns. Aziz Ansari will be like, I'm brown. <laughs> Hassan Minhaj will be like, me too. That's like the only two Muslim people I know. No, but like the more Muslim you look, the more guns you should buy, obviously, right? Like if you're like Egyptian, like you should just go into, you should, first of all, you should bust out your jarabiyah. What does that mean? And that, let's test it. Let's see it. Bust out your jalabiyah, go into a gun store, and just start chanting, Sana helwe, yagamil, sana... Okay. I'm just testing, and that's Arabic right now, that's all. 
Um, no, I, black people also have to pick up the slack, you know? It's like, go buy a... Bu- this part's a bit racist. Uh, go buy, like, a Bugs Bunny knee-length t-shirt, go into a gun store, and just start laughing for no reason. <laughs> okay, but it's racist, but it's for a good cause, okay? Or just be like, say what? Say what? I always wanted to put the emphasis on the say instead of the what. Be like, say what? I feel like it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Shit, that's like my best material. I got to fucking... I I was sucked into a camping trip recently. And... uh, and like, it was like my favorite part was when it rained. Second favorite part was shitting outside, you know? And as I was thinking to myself, like, when I had such a good time, like, I can relive this shit. Anytime it rains, I just go run outside and take a shit. Just reliving the camping experience. I, uh, I really dislike the movies. I, I, I always get stuck in the front row. I don't understand. It should just st- there shouldn't be a front row. It should just start in the second row. And it's like, I want to watch a movie at home in my pajamas where I can fart repeatedly, you know? Like, in the movie theater, I can fart like once, and I have to time it for when there's an explosion. It'll be like, there'll be like a bomb ticking, and be like, three, two, one. I fart, and then the bomb doesn't explode? Like, this is bullshit. All those people were supposed to die so that I could fart. The average person, I think, farts like 14 times a day. And when I heard that, I was like, finally, I'm above average at something. <laughs> I always kind of wish I would have like a fart ready like right after that joke. <laughs> Just never at the opportune moment. I feel like when you, when you, have to, when you fart in public, like you should, there should be like a checklist of like to-dos. It's like, did I spread my butt cheeks far enough apart to conceal the sound? Point one. I feel like there's probably some other th- shit to do after that. I haven't got that far into the joke writing yet. Okay, I've got nothing. This is pretty... This is going to be... Me and Annette just chatting it up. What were you doing in Syria besides getting married? Yeah. Just, yeah, just fuck it. I'm going to working, getting married, maybe doing the two at the same time. Not that you would ever work to do that. It's not going south. (laughs) Because respectable women wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> like I always no like I actually don't watch pornography you know okay. to hot women because it has to be realistic you know what I mean <laughs> alright guys that's my time Zach Foster shukriya Zach Foster shukriya isn't that thank you in Arabic shukriya the close. I learned it from the guys at my favorite Indian slash Pakistani restaurant. They said, shukriya is the way you say thank you. In not Arabic. Th- not Arabic. <laughs> Just because they're Muslim doesn't mean they're Arabic. Accidental racist strikes again. Pam Benjamin. Yeah. Woo. Learning new things every day. 
like your next comedian, he has a great show here on Mutiny Radio every Tuesday from 10 to midnight called Occult Oubliette. And one of my favorite things is to come in on Wednesday and hear what they're called. Like last week's was like something about Republicans. And it was, you're the na- what you name them every week fucking blows my mind. I'm like, I need to listen to this show more. Put your hands together, everybody, for David Stolowitz. Jazzy. So when do you know you've made it in rock and roll? When? 28. <laughs> <laughs> Came up with that with the musicians this afternoon. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, get, I noticed we're getting multilingual here today at Mutiny. Uh, that's cool. I've been working on Spanish for years, uh, learning it, doing pretty well. I've got a workable thing going. Um, here's some uh, useful Spanish terms you can learn. And uh, they'll be poignant and meaningful, so you'll remember them. Uh, everybody say... Uh, Pinche maricón. That means fucking faggot. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Uh, Sas culera. That means shut up, cunt. <laughs> and uh, let's try uh, los las hormigas son ataquen. Ataquen. That means the ants are attacking. <laughs> And that's what's going on in my trailer right now. My boyfriend has like the worst luck of all, and it doesn't help that like he sacrifices to Santeria deities on top of it. Like he left a freaking fish, a dead fish in our trailer out for the Orishas last week. I don't think it helped with anything except there were more flies when I got back. It's just, they're everywhere. I mean, we've even got little mice coming into the trailer. We don't know how they get in, but like we're out in Coyote Valley in like the South Silicon Valley and it's getting designated as a wildlife preserve anyway. I must have seen a hundred different animals out there, which is really cool, but not all of them are like fun to live with. You know what I'm saying? Like the squirrels just had babies and they're they're cute, but that's twice as many creatures trying to undermine the foundations of our home, you know. <laughs> so yeah, m- many adventures out there. Um, but uh, my guy, uh, he's about to be 50 next year. He's really starting to feel his age, and I'm starting to feel it too. I mean, not not the fact. It's just I'm 15 years older, younger than him. Well, you, I get mixed up because I feel more like an old soul, and I've always been told I'm that. I have more gray hair than he does. He calls me Viejo. It's fucked up. But, uh, yeah, so um, it was just one of those things where it's like, I happen to be home that night, and he's it's at midnight, and he's like, we're going to bed. And I'm like, no, I'm 34. I stay out most nights doing comedy. I'm not ready to go to bed. I want to watch more Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> I just discovered that show. Uh, a friend of me had recommended it to me, so I've been avoiding it for a little while. I started watching it at first, and I'm like, oh, well, this is just about a sad alcoholic. But then I gave it another try. I'm like, oh, no, it's about the sad alcoholic's family that makes up for him. Ah, so now it's getting interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I was kind of an alcoholic for a while. I, I, I don't know. That's not fair. You either are or you aren't, right? You, you can't be kind of an alcoholic. <laughs> um, but I, I was able to quit. And uh, I only backslid once, and it was two beers, so it wasn't too bad. But I, I'm, I don't really feel like I should go to AA meetings, because then I have to give up everything else, too. That's the thing. Um, I think I, I have more problems with weed than alcohol. Um, it's just more fun, you know? Like, I crave weed when I don't have it, but if I don't have drinks, I'm like, yeah, whatever. It'd be nice on a hot day, but... 
So I, I can say I, I know my vulnerabilities at least, and now I expose them for all of you to see. I like my arms, aren't they great? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was arguing with uh, a, a fan who's like a Republican gun nut, and he's got like 46 guns at his place. And I'm just like, what do you need 46 guns for? The, the first 45 weren't enough. And uh, he, he, you get into this argument online, and he's talking about the right to bear arms, but he spells it B-A-R-E. <laughs> and uh, so I, I stick up this photo of a tank top that has little pointers saying the right to bear arms. But he doesn't get the joke because he doesn't understand the spelling. He's just like, dude, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> just tried to play it off. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I have this production company, and I just pretty much invite everybody who likes my stuff on Facebook. So I get all the rounds. Like, recently, I think I, I've met a, a black Republican here in San Francisco. <laughs> he just shits on all my posts. He's, like, always screaming about the evil leftists and what they're doing. And I'm just like, ah, 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 but, but, ah, ah. do you want a ticket to the self-hating convention? Because I know lots of gay conservatives who could join you. <laughs> We have a great old time as we talk about fiscal responsibility for everyone else. Okay, that's enough ranting. Thank you. <laughs> David Stolowitz, everyone, breaking it down, getting high and feeling guilty about it. I got so high, I forgot how my shower worked. I don't know if that happens to you guys when you get in the shower and you're like, how? It's like being a guest in your own home. Uh, you're all guests here today at the happy hour here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, his Christopher Volker showed up from his uh, terrible... Uh, he, had a, he was having a nightmare in the driving lane, something. Uh, how about Anthony Zaccaro? See, and there he is, out in the corner. Here he is, coming up. Make you guys laugh. He's fluffed out his fro just for you. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Anthony Zaccaro! <laughs> Oh yes, have to. I have to get the fro ready because I I can't wear helmets uh, because of my weak jaw. Uh, I I look a, I look a lot like a lot of people. Um, I look like uh, Paul Giamatti's forgotten son. Uh, I I look like Shia LaBeouf. I've been told uh, like when he's preparing to be like a marine or something. Like not when not when he's sorry not when he's preparing to be the marine when when he's done being a Marine and he's homeless, uh, that, that part of the movie. Um, so I look like homeless Shia LaBeouf um, after he got stung by a couple of bees, it's fine. Um, but the, I, I have a weird experience with getting mistaken for Shia LaBeouf because I, I used to work at Target and uh, um, I, also, I, lo- I also look like I used to work everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I used to work at Target and uh, this mentally challenged person came up to me and uh, while I was stuck in the shelves and mistook me for Shia LaBeouf. Uh, start, handed me a pen and pad and said, even Stevens, even Stevens, even Stevens. And his mom was with him and I just kind of froze and the mom gave me like the improv, like go with it eyes, like the, come on, just yeah, take this gift. Uh, ha- I can't deal with another no, I'm not Shia today. Uh, there's a lot of Jews out. And, uh, but, uh, so I, so she gave me like this look, like, please just sign it. And, uh, and look, if it was anyone else, I would have been like, no, I'm not Shia LaBeouf, but guys, he was mentally challenged. So I'm like, no, you retard. I'm not Shia LaBeouf. Like you dumb at night. No, I didn't say that. I signed it best, which is Shia and handed it back. I just, <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, 
but yeah, I, uh, I get mistaken for a lot of people. Uh, I was on acid at a frat party. Uh, I mean, that, that doesn't matter. I mean, I was on acid, so everything mattered. Uh, then, but the next day, nothing did. Um, and uh, so I was on acid at this frat party, and uh, uh, this guy, uh, which is also really strange to be on acid at a frat party, because someone comes up to you and goes, who do you know here? You're, not even me right now, okay? Yeah. I, I, I don't even know myself. <laughs> Can I work on that first before I focus on anyone else? I'm trying to figure out why we live on a circle, but live inside little boxes on that circle. Like, is the shape of the earth not good enough for our houses? Um, that's what I'm focused on. Who do I know here? Uh, and uh, so I was on acid at this frat party, and, and uh, I was w just, you know, watching people's faces change. And uh, this guy just, like, looks at me out of nowhere and just makes a beeline straight towards me. And he pushes me, and he goes, what the fuck, John? I, w I was like, uh, two things. One, not John. Second thing, yeah, fuck John. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this. Like, this, this guy made you so angry that you were just like, you know what, I'm that guy over there, I'm just going to imprint this into his spine forever. Um, he didn't know I was on acid. That is imprinted into my spinal column forever. Um, it happened today, actually. This guy came up to me and was like, hey, man, what's up? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I know you. And uh, he was like, yo, no, we, we used to work at Whole Foods together. Come on, you don't remember me? And I was like, no, no, I don't. And then I saw it hit him that I'm not the guy that he approached 15 seconds earlier. And he just like immediately backtracked. He's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then on the way here, someone just yells at me, Elijah, Elijah. This like Elijah, and then uh, I turn over and the, I turn around, and the person's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were someone else." And I'm like, "I'm on the way to tell jokes about this exact situation. What, what the what the fuck is going on? Like, I look that average. Like, I I realize that now I must look like everybody that everybody used to know." Like I must, I must look like someone that you knew for a little while and then you haven't seen them in a while. I look like every guy that you haven't seen in a year. That's, that's what I look like. Um, and uh, yeah, no, um, let's see, what else is there for that? Oh yeah, um, I was, uh, I wear contacts, but sometimes I wear glasses. And so I had my glasses on and we were going out to a bar and my driver's license photo does not look like me. I, I was like 15 and a half. Uh, I had just gotten in a fight that day. I was on Accutane, which is that god-awful acne medication that you have to keep away from pregnant women, uh, uh, or it's like Zika virus all over again. It's like the Zika virus is a side effect of this. <laughs> like, yeah. And it, uh, it works on 95% of people, but not me. So uh, it made my face all red and like dry skin and everything. So my driver's license photo really does not look like me, like objectively. So I went out to a bar and I'm wearing glasses and this beard, which is real. And uh, uh, I don't know why I mentioned that, but it is. Um, I tugged on it for those of you listening. Uh, and uh, um, I went out there and the guy like looked at it and looked up at me and gave me like a confused face, looked at it again and went, okay, I'm gonna believe that this is you, but you realize you look like you're trying to hide from this photo, right? You look like you put on a disguise to not look like this photo, because I, I was just missing the fake nose. All right, thank you, good night. Yeah. Anthony Zuccaro, everyone. He's absolutely right about that, Accutane. 
on the back of every pill, when you pop it out of the thing, is a lady with a pregnant belly and one of those red circles with a line through it. And my friend used to take it, and I would collect them, and I tried to make an art piece out of it, because I also believe that pregnant women are the spawn of the devil. Stop having kids, we're overpopulated. Your next comedian is a funny guy. I think he might or might not be here. Ken Suzuki, are you in the house yet? He is? Is he not? Do we? No, he's not. I don't suppose Ian Levy is here either. No. No, also. But I know who is. Your next comedian has a show here every Wednesday from 10 to midnight called The Night Space. And you can buy his nighttime story times on Amazon. Please put your hands together for the very funny Arden. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. Please stop. No, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'm a whore for attention. Clap, goddammit. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, how's everybody doing? It's Friday. We made it. We're alive, right? You know, we made it through a fucking week. Uh, you know, I was thinking the other day that uh, biology class in 50 years is going to be real fucking easy. Like, okay, kids, where does this animal live? It doesn't! <laughs> Then I hear the fucking Chinese are going to clone or re bring back from extinction woolly mammoths. And I'm saying to myself, what did the Chinese know? Did they know it tastes really good? Because the Chinese, they like to eat exotic stuff, right? Moly mammoth, that next on them. Because it can't be practical. It can't be like this is gonna, how we're going to save humanity is to bring back the woolly mammoth because we're going to go into a new ice age. Everything's melting. Uh, I'm starting to think they've been reading too many Trump emails. Getting bad ideas. Anyway, uh, I think more women should date me uh, because I'm shaggy like a dog. Uh, but unlike a dog, uh, I don't shit on the couch. Ever since I quit drinking. Uh, that brings me to a thought I had about animals and pets specifically. All right, if you're on Tinder or Bumble or one of these sites, guys, because it's all guys in here, there are no women here, except for Pam. I love you, Pam. How you doing? Uh, and you see a woman who's riding a horse and says she's an equestrian and is into show jumping, yeah, just swipe left because you're not going to be able to afford that shit. Uh, one of those horses, if it's broken down like a training wheel is one of those fuckers, quarter million dollars. What? Yeah. So uh, I hope you're dating Elon Musk is what I'm saying. Uh, but the thing is, I piss off equestrians because I, I say, oh, you're riding a future glue stick. Yeah, and I get the reaction like I just fucked their cat, and I don't respect either, uh, or the owners of cats or, or uh, horses, because unlike dog owners, uh, dog owners have the common decency to allow their animal to sexually assault them, you know? I mean... Speaking of things coming back to you, anybody else uh, see the boomerangs on the Instagrams? And know this phenomena, right? Where, where, where it goes back and forth, right? 
and it repeats infinitely. And uh, uh, a lot of the women on his Instagram, God bless them, uh, they figured out how to game the system and get a bunch of likes by dressing up in a bikini and shaking back and forth a little bit. <laughs> and that becomes their boomerang, right? And you're like, oh, that's great. Uh, but ladies, just remember that I can go into iPhone settings, uh, lock screen, never, uh, screen brightness, uh, auto, and uh, stay on forever, and just uh, spend five minutes with myself. Uh, and your boomerang. Uh, what I'm saying is I'm really lonely. I'm lonely and I'm sad and uh, I just got my dress in the mail. Uh, uh, so I was gonna do a magic trick and I was like, well, you know, I'm a comedian, I gotta be funny, right? So rather than dress up as a magician, uh, I dress up as a magician's assistant. So I ordered a dress in the mail from Amazon and uh, I was worried it was too small, but it turns out, ladies, uh, you could be even more self-conscious because I'm a size four. What? Yeah, <laughs> turns out I'm dainty. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I was thinking some crazy things earlier because I'm in smoking pot all day. I, yeah, Rachel and I are putting on a show on August 12th here at Mutiny. Uh, it's called Short, Loud, and Opinionated. And uh, I was working on the flyer, and it, I put our heads on dogs' bodies, and then I brought in some milk bones and put our names on it, and then put in uh, the other comedians who were going to be on it. And uh, I sent it to a friend of mine for a review, and I said, what do you think? And she goes, uh, it looks like it was made by someone who was high. And I was like, good, mission accomplished. Uh, so I'll leave you with this final thought, final thoughts. Uh, what show was that final thoughts? Anybody? Anybody? Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer, that's right. And just like an episode of Jerry Springer, uh, my parents aren't proud of me. I, <laughs> because I'm a self-published author, as Pam mentioned earlier. And I wrote this book. It's called High Time Storytime. And uh, it's on Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing. Right? So you can download it today on your Kindle. I, and you say, well, why would your parents be upset with you, you know, and disappointed if you, you publish something, you're a published author? And I said, well, because of the uh, company I'm keeping on there. I mean, I'm on there with uh, books on writing that are poorly written, <laughs> self-help books that just aren't helpful, <laughs> and finally, Dynanetics by L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> So I think next time I'll just put it on live journal. That's still a thing, right? Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Arden. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Arden, everyone. Nighttime Storytime. Listen to him every Wednesday from 10 to midnight on the Night Space here on MutinyRadio.fm. Your next comedian. What a gem in the comedy community. Uh, if every, I mean, what, what, what he really is is he's a... He's the he's the rubber ball in the in the ball gag in the mouth of comedy here in San Francisco. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ken Suzuki. Oh, my, my thing's sticking. Sorry, they, I gotta fix the CD there. Remix. Oh, thank you very much. Good to see you all, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. All you brave women that came out to see this show tonight. Oh, yes. You wanted inclusive, gender-neutral um, open mic? You found one. 
Uh, I saw an interesting porno the other day. I saw it was a midget porno. It was a normal sized a normie. Uh, he was fisting some midgets. It was midget fisting porn. The title was The Puppet Show. <laughs> oh, shaving is tough. I mean, right, you guys ever cut yourself while shaving your balls? You're like, hey, lady, don't worry. It's just a scab. It'll heal. You're clean, though, right? Good to go? All right. <sighs> so, got introduced to yoga. Tried it for the first time. A lot of people were great at this. They were really good. There was this one pose that the, all the yogis were better than I was. Uh, it was called uh, pretentiousness. <laughs> I had no idea pretentiousness was a yoga pose, and they were masters at it. <sighs> now, it appears, you know, you guys like watch porn, right? Yeah, that's how you know what's hot. You listen to that. You listen to some Drake. You know what's in, what's mainstream sexually. Well, it appears now that uh, rim jobs finally gone mainstream in this country. Yeah? While the bidet eh, still has yet to catch on. Seems kind of back. Seems kind of backwards. But you know what? I guess what it is. I guess what that means is it's hey, rim jobs. They're just very probiotic. And uh, say what you will about probiotic, folks, or you can hate on eating ass all you want, but if you've ever eaten kimchi, you can eat an asshole. <laughs> they taste virtually the same. <laughs> so don't knock it till you try it, and just like kimchi, you might even find yourself enjoying it. <laughs> oh my god, I am going, this set is going to send me to hell. Now, I had some good punchlines, but the Russians stole them. Keeping it topical. Keeping it topical, folks. <sighs> Hate crimes? Gotta love them, right? <laughs> shitty puns for the win. Speaking of shitty puns, uh, I've, been got, I've been getting into the occult. All right? I've been getting into the occult, studying the occult, I've been studying the history of the dark arts, or as I call them, the Harlem Renaissance. There's more. No, we'll make it stop. We'll make it stop. Hey guys, you ever been ridden? Uh, well, uh, you been ridden while someone shoves a gun in your mouth? No, you're not. You're not your kink. Yeah, it's a little intimidating. Let me tell you. It's because I'm like, I know I'm shooting blanks, but is she? <laughs> like a professional, I have a notebook on stage. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Any parents in this audience? Yeah? What's your attitude towards parenting, sir? It's a lot of hard work, but it's worth it at the end of the day. Oh, well, you're a different parent than I am. Now, I only have one kid uh, in every state. And uh, that's a joke. I don't have a kid in every state. I only have one kid. I have changed my name like 50 times, though. Yeah, that's, well, why is that? That's a child support avoidance joke. <laughs> yeah. Because my attitude towards parenting has always been this. A cynical child is a happy child. You can never disappoint your kids when they've learned to expect nothing from you. <sighs> Bombing. You ever bomb so hard you think you'll be committed or charged with war crimes? Yeah, I'm gonna make it Dresden in this bitch. It's a, 
historically semi-accurate joke. I don't know. Just, just trying new stuff out. Midget fisting. It's been on my mind lately. I don't know why. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, folks, this is my attitude towards the border wall. Why? Um, in, in interracial sex. Because at the end of the day, all races, all races gape. A rosebud by any other race would still be the color of uncooked meat. Hey, I'm going to end on one that might make you laugh. Uh, got kicked out. Uh, I went to the Women's March uh, you know, four months ago. And I got asked to leave. I thought I was hoping they didn't like my sign. It read, uh, if it bleeds, it leads. Period. Thank you. Ken Suzuki, everyone. Yes. Exciting stuff. Sorry, my CD. I got to fix it. It's uh, weird in the background. But wow. Yes. He, uh, he is edgy as fuck and uh, really likes those buttholes. Your next comedian might or might not like buttholes. Thank you for sharing your chips with me earlier because I was going to die. Everybody, put your hands together and slap them in a clappy way for Faka! What's up? Anybody like trees? Yeah. All right. You know what a tree's favorite band is? The Roots. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. Here at Unity Radio. Inside, outside, everywhere. Clean comedy. <laughs> We don't got to talk about kimchi, man, dude. But that's funny. I never licked the ass. But I've had a lot of kimchi, dude. You might have just convinced me to lick ass, dude. Let's talk after the mic, dude. All right. Uh, guys, I was talking to my friend, and um, he just told me he just came out to his family. He told everyone that he's gay. Yeah, right over there. The bathroom's over there. That's cool, man. That's cool. You can still hear me, though, in there. So my friend said he just came out that he's gay to his family. And I was like, man, that's awesome. He was really nervous. He didn't know what to do because his family's really religious. And I go, so how'd you do it? Do you take him on a walk? Do you uh, take him to dinner? And he's like, uh, I went to the house, and we had a family dinner. Everyone was there. And I decided to tell him right at the dinner table. I go, guys, I have a big announcement. And they go, what's that, son? And he stands up. His name is Bruce Lavo. And he stands up and he goes, Bruce Lavo's gay. You know he's gay. And he sang it in song, guys. Yep. And I was like, how did they take it? And they're like, they were holding up lighters. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, I messed that joke up. I was expecting to everybody to pick me up. Hey, by the way, Pam, those weren't my chips. Those were David Stolowitz chips. Thank you, David Stolowitz. There we go. But I'm feeling good, guys. Anybody been to San Jose? Yeah. Yeah, I seen Tito there, dude. What's up? You know, 
Uh, I've seen David Stolowitz there. I haven't seen you there. Have you been there? Not yet. I hope to see you there, man. I got kimchi for you, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that we have in San Jose, I haven't seen many places here in SF, jack-in-the-boxes. Uh, the only couple, there's only two that I know in SF. There's one kind of like in the Tenderloin, right? And then there's one by the avenues in California Avenue. I don't think there's many more. Have you guys been to a jack-in-the-box? Well, you guys should go because they got a thing called the munchie meal. And the munchie meal, when you're poor, it starts being your friend because after 8 p.m., no, after 9 p.m., it's $6 and you get two tacos, a choice of a sandwich, curly fries, french fries, and a soda. Six bucks, right? The only thing is that after you eat it, you go to sleep and you start having bad dreams. You know, you start, I don't know what it is. It's maybe the food in it or the stuff that they put in it. But you start having bad dreams about like a guy named Birdman chasing you guys. <laughs> it's really crazy. The San Jose Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we got a flea market, the Berryessa flea market in San Jose. It's pretty nice. Um, I went over there in that area of San Jose, and I saw that there's bulletin signs, pro-life bulletin signs, guys. Right. There's pro-life bulletin signs. One, there were, I saw three of them. One said, a heartbeat in five weeks. Another one said, fingerprints in 18 weeks and the third one said criminal record in 17 years <laughs> my name is Faco thank you Faco everyone hooray yeah alright uh, we might want to switch microphones that one's getting a little iffy in and out it was, it was getting a little wonky on you so okay. just Maybe take that microphone from behind you and put it out front. Just the whole thing. No, just the whole stand. Just the whole stand. Cool. Thank you so much for your help. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, he was, uh, I met him last night at the Brainwash, and he seems like a really funny fellow. Everybody, clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for Graham Galway. <laughs> Thank you all four of you. I really appreciate it. Uh, before we get started, can we get a round of applause just for Pam for running this open mic? Thank you. I, uh, I ran my own open mic last week, probably a mistake. Uh, but I wanted it to be special for the comedians. So every comedian that made the, the crowd laugh, they got a gold star uh, pinned right here to their chest. I learned two things. Uh, one, Jewish comics are funny as fuck. Uh, two, Jewish comics hate gold stars. What, too soon? So yeah, uh, do we all remember when Arden got up here, he said he was sad and lonely? Well, let's see if I can beat that. Uh, my name's Graham Galway, like I said. Uh, fun fact, I'm on five different antidepressants right now, so I can be the cheerful motherfucker you see in front of you. Is it working? Maybe, maybe a little. It's all right. Up the 
Uh, fun fact, I actually am on Abilify. <laughs> so thank you, Arden, for that. Uh, I saw, speaking of which, I saw my shrink recently. Uh, he tells me I'm losing weight too fast. He says, technically, I'm anorexic. I know what you're thinking. Try harder, fat boy. <laughs> but uh, and here's the thing, I, and I told my shrink this, I don't really care what's healthy. I want to look good. And this is how I discovered I want to be a terrific parent one day. I'm just going to have a bulimic teenage daughter, like, try harder, honey, puke harder. Daddy only loves you when you're thin. <laughs> I know that one's horrible, isn't it? But um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I have depression. I have the really gnarly kind of depression, but I hate telling people about it because they always assume the next thing I say is going to be a suicide threat. Like if one more person cuts me off in traffic, you'll kill yourself. Well, shit, now you said it, yeah. Not a good first date conversation, by the way. I've discovered that three times. Uh, where were we? Yeah, so I, what I've realized over the last few years, I'm a lazy suicide. Like, I don't have the courage to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, but I can polish off a fifth of jacket in the afternoon. That takes more dedication than people realize. I, or you know, I thought I'd buy a gun, right? Do you have any idea how much paperwork it takes to get a gun in this country? You really have to, I have some more appreciation for those mass shootings, uh, the, the patience it takes to build up to that. All right, fair enough, that was awful. I, I'm, I'm getting encouragement from, uh, I don't know your name, the anal fisting guy, so, so I appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, eventually I thought, you know, I'll just slip my wrists. But then my landlady finds me. Doesn't that seem rude? It's like parking your car in someone else's driveway. It's just a dick move. Uh, I forgot the end of that joke, but let's just move on. Uh, so yeah, I obviously, I'm, you know, never quite made it. I'm still alive. But the thing is, I'm alive today, not because of some miracle. There was no epiphany. I'm not hashtag blessed. I'm alive today because I ran out of toasters to take in the bath. That number was four, by the way. And after that joke, might come nothing. Let's find out. Uh, oh no, there it is. So I, I discovered recently, uh, I have a rat problem in my apartment. And the way I discovered it was, the rats got in, they ate into, did, my, did they eat my groceries? No. They actually ate my supply of rat poison. Oh, that's gonna take me a long time to get used to that noise. They ate into my supply of rat poison. And I was like, shit, I was saving that for a special occasion. You know, I lose my job, a girl breaks up with me. It's always there, it's like hope, you know? So now I have mouse traps around the rat poison box, you know, to keep the rats safe. And I, I left a note out for him, like, please eat my groceries, don't take my exit strategy. Uh, I'll leave you with, with one last one. Uh, that same shrink, he tells me I should look on the bright side. I haven't done it before, but let's try it. Uh, let's see, I'm suicidally depressed, which means I don't have to save for retirement like the rest of you. I have autism, which means if I just tie my shoes right, I've exceeded the expectations for the day. 
Uh, I have attention deficit disorder, which means, what was I saying? <laughs> All right, that's my time, you guys. Thanks a lot. Graham Galloway, everyone. Yay, his first time here at Happy Hour. Hopefully he comes back again and again. We have another comedian, his first time here at the Happy Hour. Give him a happy, happy welcome, everyone. It's Barry Sunderland. Microphone that's working? Sure. Yeah. Ooh, hey, how's it going? I'm looking around. We see some fine looking ladies <laughs> around here. Oh, yeah, some fine babes. Well, we got a fine babe in the background with Pam. Pam, you looking good, lady. You looking good. Gentlemen, it's Friday night. Pussy nut, right? Pussy nut, yeah. You know, I, I, I dig my Friday night pussy, you know. <laughs> I get on the phone, I got it on speed dial. Let me show you. Yeah, watch the master get some pussy tonight. We're talking, not, not plain pussy, we're talking about lively pussy. Lively pussy, <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, hey, uh, 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 oh, you sound fine tonight. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean it's euthanasia night? What? No, I want live pussy. <laughs> yeah, live pussy. There we go. Yeah. Uh, the Humane Society. Ooh. Oh, I'm just needling you on that one. <laughs> All right, hello again. We've got some fine looking ladies here. We'll try that again. I got something out of that one. You know, it is a, it is a tough world out there. You know, I, I love to compliment people. You know, I love to kiss ass. Kissing ass. Bam, I'm into kissing ass. You know, kissing ass will get you far. Get you far in life, far in life in the business world. In the relationship world, you know, kissing ass. In the boardroom, you need to get kissing ass to get ahead. In the bedroom, you got to be kissing ass to get some head. Whoa, baby. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, uh, <laughs> man, Pam, this is one tough, tough crowd here. You know, I grew up, you know, this is the, uh, here's my porn uh, comedy club take here. You know, I grew up, I, I came into being, <laughs> into my hand actually, uh, it was tough days in the 70s. You know, we had National Geographic, you know, the African woman with a top ball, oh yeah. Mm, only thing though is we had people dying around her in those photos, not good. Yeah. But then, hey, I got 1981, my family, we got the Betamax. That was porn. Betamax. I called it the Master Betamax. And I tell you, porn today, these people are beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, baby, beautiful. Back then, back then, it was tough. These women, they were skanky, skinny ass bitches. Oh, yeah, and these dudes, sociopathic, drug-filled 
assholes? Where the hell are they now? Where the hell are they now? Oh, that's right. They're at the Brainwash Cafe. Oh, yeah. I'm just mad because Thursday nights are just three minutes. Three minutes. You know, I am in education. I am. I'm a proud member, 23 years of education. You know, there is a difference between educator and teacher. Now, you're saying, hey, that's just semantics. And I say, bullshit on that. Educator drives a fine Mini Cooper. Teacher drives shit on dented wheels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Yeah, educator professionally svelte, ooh. Teacher, fat ass with flip-flops, yeah. An educator is about promoting the newest learning deep way of reading. Teacher is into pissing and moaning. Educator is into improving thyself. Teacher, into continuing to piss and moan. And yes, seemingly, I am a teacher. Thank you very, very much, Pam. You're a beautiful woman. I'm getting some pussy tonight. All right, thank you. The classy set of Barry Sunderland, everyone. Teacher extraordinaire coming out there and, and teaching us how to, how to get it done. Like your next comedian's going to do. Uh, your next comedian, he actually wasn't here last week, and I'm sad that he wasn't because his we we without you here, we want to set up a pun battle between you and uh, uh, not Quirk, but Quink. What's his last name? He's uh, shit. He's the other guy that has a funny last name, and he was here, and he has a baby, and he does puns almost as great as you. See, I can't even think of it. Spink, not Quink. Spink, Charlie Spink, Charlie Spink versus Joseph Ugalde someday here. Mutiny Radio. But right now you get to listen to Joseph Ugalde. He's very, very funny. Clap wildly. Yay, Joseph Ugalde. Thank you, Pam. Oh, we're trying. We're trying to branch out, gang. Uh, let's see. Oh, so some hot news. Trendy news. A new trend just coming over from Europe, gang. Two words. Two words. Snortable chocolate. Yes. This is a thing in Europe, and it's coming to the U.S. That's right. They are promoting this as a club uh, snack, if you will. Yeah. They're selling it for 25 bucks a gram, and the users say it makes you feel energetic and social. Yeah. Snorting chocolate in your nose. The doctors say... No, this is, it's real. It's real. The doctors are saying, yeah, that's really not good for your lungs. It'll get into your system a little faster, but it's better. It's really better if you just put it in your mouth. Yeah. And if I had a nickel for every time I said that, folks, boom. But, yay. You know, we had, we had snortable chocolate when I was a kid. It was called Nestle's Quick. That's right. Remember that fucking rabbit? Always walking around carrying a big-ass straw. We knew it was up. See? Nestle's quick. Yeah, that's why, that's why the rabbit was so happy. He was jacked up. He was a jack rabbit. This is a new bit, but we'll, we'll get something out of it. 
It's all right. It's got promise based on a true story. Speaking of research, here's some other research. Uh, some entomologists, entomologists, bug experts, have discovered that the female dragonfly has an interesting uh, tactic. When she's approached by a male dragonfly making unwanted advances, she will drop right out of midair, stiffen her body, and excrete a foul stench that smells of a rotting corpse. That's right. She will fake her own death to get a male suitor to go away. Yeah. And I'm just wondering what that looks like. Act out. Hey, girl. Why don't you back that thorax over this way? Oh, my God, she's dead. Jeez. Her 48 hours must have been up. Bad timing. Let's try this one. Hey, girl. You got a nice pair of legs. Actually, three pairs. What do you say we, oh, Jesus, she's dead, too. Must be something going around. I don't know. Ladies, though, I think you could use this tactic out in the clubs. Some, some uh, creeper comes up to you. It's like, yeah. Yeah, this weirdo was talking to me last night, but I listened to him for about 10 seconds, and then I dragonflied him. I dragonflied him. That's going to be the new thing. Another new bit, but it's got promise. We'll get there. And now, new people, old people. You haven't heard this. Hi there. How are you? Good. Uh, Bill O'Reilly from Fox News got fired. He did. Did you hear this? Yeah, he, he apparently had an unfortunate habit of saying inappropriate things to his female coworkers. Yeah. In fact, he told one female coworker he wanted to take a bath with her and rub her naked body all over with a falafel. That's right. That's true. Yeah. He meant a loofah. But he said falafel. It was in the court testimony. It's true. Yeah. Even worse, a week later, he asked her for a golden shawarma. <laughs> Zoom! Boom! See that? See how it works? Do you see how it works? I should talk, though. Uh, I've been known to date my coworkers. Yeah, it's r they're right there. Um, in fact, one time, I even dated a woman who worked in the human resources department. That's right. That's right. It was great. It was great. For every orgasm I had, she'd match it up to 5% of the time. That's right. That's right. Uh, 401k jokes. That's what the kids are looking for. That's what the kids are asking for. I don't know. I said we were dating. I guess she was more of a friend with benefits. Oh, bam, boom, take that to the bank, gang. I'm your old buddy, Joseph. Thanks, Pam. Joseph, you go all day, everyone. Hooray, hooray. 401k jokes. Wow. Untread territory. Comedians seeking out, spelunking the new, hippest, coolest thing, like your next comedian. Uh, hey, you guys, he is made fun of on the internet a lot, and I don't understand why, but maybe we'll find out. Maybe it's the homeschooling thing. Everybody, Ian Levy! That was perfect timing. Thank you. I um, Who who was the guy, I, I think it was his first time I was in the bathroom for his entire set. 
but uh, it just sounded like I was just picturing Foghorn Leghorn up here for the entire. He kept talking about uh, uh, pussy getting pussy. I think the you know the the kind of you know, the kind of pussy I like. My favorite kind of pussy is uh, gamey. So that's my. <laughs> I just thought that was. I thought of that joke in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing with the gamey pussy. If I'm eating it for cannibalistic purposes, or if I'm, um, I'm probably eating it. I don't know either. Either or, whether it's sexual or for sustenance. Um, I, uh, I. Th- th- so this happened today. I, I at work. I try to be uh, friendly and kind of uh, uh, flirty. With with not just female customers, but also just I'm just trying to get tips. Really, that's that's all. I'm just trying to make more money. Uh, and this woman came in. Uh, she's a very a very cute British woman, probably about my age. Uh, and I asked her what she did for a living. She said, oh, "I'm working from home." I said, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" And she said, "I, I actually study STIs." Right. Uh, and so I said, "Oh, do you want to do you want to study mine later?" Uh, and she she I thought it was friendly. I thought it was fun. And she uh, talked to my manager. So that was uh, so that that went, I I think uh, I think I'll probably be seeing her later. So you know, it's probably in a lawsuit. <laughs> it's, it's going well. That's my life is is good. Uh, I've been thinking a lot. Uh, tomorrow is actually my birthday. Tomorrow is my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, turning the big, big twenty-five quarter, quarter century. I um my and my mom's birthday is the day after that. My mom's birthday is the sixteenth. So my mom actually used to always say I was the best birthday present she ever got. So yeah, until she got an iPod, and then just yeah, and then I could maybe compete with a Zune, but not an iPod. So that's my best. Uh, I've been I've been trying to I've been thinking of a story that actually happened to me uh, recently. Well, not recently. This was a while back. This was uh, back a- around uh, Christmas time. Of um, I've been thinking a lot about my, uh, you know, growing up having birthdays and stuff. Maybe think about my birth, my my identity as a person. I never know if I'm um, if I should call myself Jewish or not. Right? It's an interesting thing. My last name's Levy, uh, and I have this face, so probably. But it's I'm actually I'm Jewish on my dad's side, not my mom's side. And according to the Jewish faith, you're only really Jewish to to some people in the Jewish faith. You're only really Jewish if your mom is Jewish. Um, but I'm kind of stuck between a, a rock and a hard place because actual Jewish people don't think I'm Jewish, uh, but racist people think I'm Jewish. <laughs> so there's no, I, people still think I control the media and invited to all the meetings and stuff. But, um, but I, I, uh, I went to a, uh, I, I never know how to define myself. I, I, so I don't, I usually, you know, I really like bagels and Woody Allen films. So I don't know if that makes me Jewish. I always tell people I'm not a Jew. I'm not Jewish. I'm more just Jew-y. Just a general vibe of Jewiness kind of about me. Um, I went to a uh, I went to a party recently, or, or a while back again, around around Christmas. <laughs> uh, but it was it was a not a Christmas party. It was a holiday party, right? So it was a holiday themed party. Uh, and at this party, you were supposed to dress up like a holiday. You were going to represent us for all the holidays. Uh, I went as Labor Day, which I thought was hilarious. So my consist- costume consisted of not wearing white, um, which I was really happy with. The people who ran the party thought I w- it was a cop-out uh, because I, ba- I think I wore verbatim what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> um, 
And at this party, there was there was another person there, uh, a girl I know who um, I'm not great friends with, but, but she's uh, I don't dislike her or anything. She's just another person. But she's one of those people. Do you guys know people who define themselves by their cultural heritage? Like who are very into whatever your cultural background is. There's some people who that is their personality. And th- this woman is very much, she is Jewish, right? And she's actually, you know, she, she's similar to me in that uh, it's just her dad is Jewish. Uh, but she was actually raised Jewish practicing. She does all the, all that God stuff. Uh, so the party, and she at this party says you're supposed to dress uh, up like a like a costume like a certain holiday she of course went as hanukkah right so she's dressed as a menorah she has a large menorah costume on and i just remember we're just enjoying this party right and everyone's having a good time uh and then we were kind of assholes we were we were being too loud a bit too late it was it was probably about 2 a.m um and the the upstairs neighbor came down and and he was kind of in the wrong because he actually came into the, the door was unlocked but he came into the house right he came into the house we were all partying and singing along to Mickey Nicki Minaj's uh, monster or it's Kanye West but the Nicki Minaj part is the only part anyone cares about and this man said I have a, a child upstairs I'm trying to uh, go to sleep can you please turn the music down and it's worth noting this man had a German accent okay it's uh, just re- remember that small small detail. And so, and so he was just asking us. He was upset. He was he wasn't the nicest about it. But in a, in his defense, it was two a.m. He was asking us to turn the music down. Uh, and the woman uh, who defines herself as being Jewish started saying, "What do you know? Shut up, you Nazi! You're a Nazi! Get out of here, you Nazi!" And she kept calling this man. Go ahead, Pam, <laughs> with a German accent, a Nazi, right? And then finally, he stormed off. Uh, and so I, as we turned the music down, the party was starting to chill out. But, and I, I confronted this woman because I, I said, you know, uh, I don't think you can, you can call that guy a, a Nazi. I don't think that's okay because I'm fairly sure uh, what the Nazis did. I'm not a history expert, but I'm fairly sure what the Nazis did was worse than asking people to turn music down past who I am. I think it's a little bit diminishing of what the, I don't think Anne Frank was just having bitchin' parties. Like, I think there was, I'm sorry, there was more to it. And she started yelling at me. She was like, what do you know, Ian? You're not even Jewish, right? That was her big, her big takeaway, which I thought was weird because I, I feel Jew, Jewy. So it was, it's, uh, I, at that moment, I think I decided, like, you know what, I, I, I am Jewish. If it means standing up against people calling other people Nazis. The story doesn't really have a satisfying ending, because that's basically what happened. Uh, and then I, I later, at a different date, told David Roth the story, and he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but that might just be a Jewy thing. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure out. If, the, the guy, the German guy, uh, uh, eventually moved out of that house, so <laughs> or out of his apartment. Um, and that's... That's basically it. So I'm still, I'm, I'm working out that story. Thanks for listening to my, my weird rambly story. Okay, thanks guys. Ian Levy working out his relationship with the Germans. All right. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's been working his relationship out with one specific German named Werner Herzog, but he doesn't have to always talk about him. He has other jokes. It's fine. We haven't seen him in a while and we're so glad he's black. Not black. Back. I said Back. You're not black. You're like Persian or some shit. Everybody, it's Stefan Massey! Yes, I am Persian and some other shit. 
Um, <laughs> I, uh, I just came uh, from uh, the Draft House. I just went and saw uh, The Big Sick. It was fantastic. It was really good. I highly recommend you all check it out. Um, and there was a specific part of the movie that really resonated with me, and it's probably not anything that anyone else would really pick up on, but you know, there's a lot of talk these days about uh, representation in, in movies, TV, what, what have you, and I, I understand that, I understand the need for it, I think it's great that it's happening more and more, but personally, I've never really like felt that specific connection to anything that I've watched. Um, and I, I do, that's sort of my life, so I feel like I would have come across something like that if, if it existed by now. But, there's a scene in the movie where uh, Kumail is showing uh, a Vincent Price movie that he really likes to his new girlfriend. And he sits on the couch, he puts the movie on, and, and Emily is watching the movie, and, and, he, and then she just like, her, eye, her eyes just sort of dart to the, to the right for a second to Kumail. Kumail is staring intensely at her. Awkward brown dude sharing one of his favorite pieces of media and intensely hoping that they will react the way he wants them to react. That is me, guys. That's me. I almost fucking cried. I'm not joking. I literally almost cried, and then they started to make out, and I couldn't really relate to that at that point. So, yeah. No, yeah, but check it out. Honestly, it's so good. Um, uh, so... I think I have to put a little caveat before this bit, which is to say I hope none of you actually think that I have any positive emotions about the dude who's technically running our country right now, because apparently I can't make stupid jokes about Alex Jones on Facebook without people getting worried that I'm planning to go off the grid and live in a cabin as I build an online army of subversives to overthrow the Illuminati or whatever the fuck Alex Jones has said. Alex Jones has said, these words have come out of his mouth, he believes that the government is putting frogs in the water supply to turn us into homosexuals. These are things he believes. So does anyone really take him as anything but performance art at this point? He's like a, he's like a white Eric Andre to me, with a bigger audience. Um, anyway, anyway. I was uh, looking at some of these news stories about Trump and Putin meeting against my better judgment, and I, I think I kind of get it a little bit. Like, uh, Trump is the loneliest kid on the playground right now. Uh, rightly so, but as a former lonely playground kid myself, there is a degree to which I understand the mindset of such a man. Like, when I was in first grade, uh, there was this girl who utterly despised me, but for whatever reason, I kept trying to engage with her because she possessed qualities I b uh, perceived to be enviable. And one day, she just like stopped being a total little shit and was nice to me for about 15 minutes before she tripped me in front of the entire class, but but I was so ready to just totally disregard all the mean shit that she'd done up until that point because she showed me a little kindness. And, you know, so right now, everyone is yelling at Trump's here, oh, don't trust him, they tampered with the election, they're not our friends. But all Trump sees is a dude that wants to be friends. And when you have precious few of those, a uh, suave Bond villain with his own country and a squad of assassins, probably sounds like a pretty sweet deal. Uh, I've got a buddy who uh, just started uh, building a planter box so he can start his own basil garden. Uh, and, you know, he went on about how, you know, oh, we're, you know, we're going to pick up these, you know, bits of lumber from Home Depot. We're going to, you know, get this dirt from the soil place and da 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 da. And uh, the end result of all this, he finally told me, yeah, and, you know, the, the goal is to uh, be able to eat pesto once a week. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it. And you know, I, that really made me realize, you know, the people that I connect with, the people that are, have been in my life for a prolonged period of time, they're the people who love food. And, and as much as silly as that sounds, because we do need it to live, as uh, silly as that might sound, like, you know, if you don't f fuck with food, I don't fuck with you. Uh, 
<laughs> All right, last thing. Um, I uh, have a buddy who uh, has been, had been, unfortunately, planning a trip to uh, Cuba for a long time, uh, and of course we all know what just happened recently, unfortunately. Uh, but he had been planning this trip, and he, uh, so you can only, you could only go to Cuba if you like fell under these very specific um, categories, like if you were doing certain things, uh, and one of them, he, for, for him, it was the Spanish classes he was taking because it was for educational purposes he was allowed to visit. Uh, but the other, like he like broke down, he showed me the list, and one of the uh, reasons you could put that for to get a, a visa to live in Cuba or to visit Cuba is if you were providing humanitarian aid, and I was just thinking about that for a second. Like, you know, you could just like go by CVS, pick up some toilet paper and some graham crackers, and be like, "Are, are you really going to tell me that I can't bring these to the kids at the local Cuban orphanage? Are you really going to say that they don't need any of this? Because I'm happy to just take it back home if they don't." All right, I'm Stefan Massey. Stefan Massey, everyone. Uh, hey, Stefan, I need to use you in the us. I have some upcoming shows. I, I'm going to be working with Asiento, and we're going to have my next 21 plus show, but we're only going to, I'm basically going to get like a stable of single comedians, men and women, that are going to do it week after week because we want it, because that way we can have alcohol. So I already talked to Debbie at Asiento. So from 6.30 to 7.30, there's a special meet and greet with the 15 single men and women. And then we have a mutiny ambassador that goes over there and they come back here and then they speed date our stable of comics that are like our single comics that just kind of come back week after week as we try to help them find dates and hopefully lose their virginity someday. Are you still on that tip? Am I spreading up too much knowledge? No, he's still, he's still looking. Ladies, I want to make a thing on like finding lost love or misconnection on whatever Craigslist and be like constant misconnection, Stefan Massey. Fun, intelligent, good-looking guy. Comedian seeks anyone. Everybody, one more time. No, just leave the comedian part out because it makes you seem like a dirtbag. Everybody clap one more time for Stefan Massey. <laughs> We got to get you with that guy from earlier. The guy's like, I'm going to get all the pussy. I'm going to get all the pussy. And then we guys can have you together because I don't think he's going to get any pussy. I think you have a much better chance, my friend. Your next comedian is another. He's another really funny guy. I'm glad every time he stops by the Mutiny Radius, I usually only see him at Brainwash. So you're in for a treat, everyone. It's Tito Gonzalez. <laughs> Thank you guys. Fuck it. I uh, I feel like yoga just promotes laziness. <laughs> I because re- I don't know. Like at the end of the day, like what did you really do besides stretch? I just like <laughs> I don't know. I just don't feel like like I don't I don't even ever like the instructors. Like the instructors are always like all your problems are in your head. You know, it's like dude, like stretching my hamstring is like not gonna help me like pay my DUI bill, you know? Like that's not in my head. <laughs> All right, that didn't, that didn't come off like I wanted to. <laughs> I, I would just love to think that like I could like go up to a judge, you know, and it's just like, you know, you're guilty for this charge. And it's like, no man, like it's all in my head. Like I've been stretching with white people. Like I think, I think it's fine. <laughs> I, um, yeah, yeah, I went to, uh, I went to my first NA meeting. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm glad for that. <laughs> no, I went to my first NA meeting, but it's not for what you think. I just, I uh, I tripped way too hard on acid. 
and I, it was just such a bad trip that I thought that maybe I should go. And like I was just in there with all these people that were just like recovering coke and like meth addicts, and I was like, I'm just, I was just trying to find the like the meaning of my existence. <laughs> and it's weird. Like I don't know how productive you know those meetings are, because like I don't think drugs are bad. It's just like you have to be in the right setting depending on the drug you're doing. I mean, unless it's you know the hard stuff. But even then, I feel like if you're in the right setting, you could pull it off, right? And I was not in the right setting when I did acid, right? Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it at work. <laughs> I work at a pizza place, and uh, two hours into my shift, for some reason, I was like, I'm just going to take this tab. <laughs> so I just had it on me. I didn't have anything else. Like, usually when you get stressed out, right, you, like, sneak, sneak into the back and, like, hit the doobie, right? Or you can go into the bathroom, hit a line, like, you know. <laughs> but I was like, all I had was acid. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm taking it. <laughs> that was a ter- it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I was in mid taking order, like the buttons on the screen start pumping out at me, you know? You're just questioning everything. You're like, what am I doing working at this pizza place? <laughs> like, well, I don't even know what pepperoni is, you know? <laughs> and uh, surprisingly, like, I didn't even get fired. Yeah, I know, right? Because I, I left work. I was like, yo, uh, boss, uh, I took acid. <laughs> And I gotta go, I, you know, I gotta leave. And uh, he was like, what? <laughs> Which makes sense, you know? <laughs> and uh, he didn't fire me. And uh, instead what he did, he was like, well, you know what? Uh, you could just work in the, in the back now. You can just wash dishes. <laughs> so what he was telling me was like, you can just do all your drugs you want back there, you know? And like, <laughs> which I guess I, I don't know, that's a cool boss, right? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was in a car accident when I was like 11. And uh, which some people can't tell, but some people can. Like one, uh, one of my eyes, you know, is slightly off, right? And like it boogers up a lot. And some, sometimes people think like, you know, like I have pink eye or something. And then like they'll see me like two or three weeks later and it's like, fuck, it's still there. <laughs> but it's not the case. Uh, yeah, I was, I was in a car accident and, uh, you know, I had like five, six surgeries. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember. But uh, I remember the doctor, uh, he looked at me and he was like, you know, hey, Tito, like, look, this is, this is as good as it gets. I was like, fuck, all right. You know, but now that I'm older, like I know what he was really saying was like, hey Tito, you don't have health insurance. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, fuck doctors, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I should have I should have been a doctor. Like it's instead instead I became a mechanic. I mean, cause it's really it's really the same thing, you know? It's like it's really the same thing, it's the same job. Right, like doctors and me- like mechanics both false diagnosed for profit, right? Huh? And uh, uh, I feel like the pharmaceutical world and like the mechanic world is really like the same, the same fucking thing, you know? Like it's all, you know, it's all obviously for profit, and you know, it's just like it's like if you take your car to the shop and they're like, hey man, like I'm sorry, like your car has motor cancer. Right, and like, well, what do I gotta do? It's like, well, you gotta keep bringing your car in every two weeks, you gotta replace the motor, right? But it's like, what they're not gonna tell you, if you just put better gas in your car, you know, you won't need to do that. It's all profit. <laughs> There's a, uh, in the, have you, you guys, you guys are familiar with the East Bay, right? Yeah, no, no, no? okay, cool. <laughs> well, there's a, new, there's a new car share app uh, in the East Bay, it's called Gig, you heard of that? No, and it's, uh, their whole slogan is uh, find a car, get in it, leave it. 
right? That's their whole slogan. It's like, oh, okay, like when techies do it, right? It's a car sharing app, right? Like when my cousins do it, it's a felony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. Give it up for Pam. Tito Gonzalez, everybody. Yeah, very funny jokes. All right. Your next comedian, he's another one of my brainwashed favorites. You guys are going to enjoy him right now. It's Chris Volker. How you guys doing? All right. Cool. Get that sorted. Dum drown, put on beat a bum dum dum drown, put on beat a bum dum dum drown. Hey, oh, that was my Reggie Watts impression. So, uh, you know, when you're by yourself and you're doing something kind of weird, kind of crazy, and you're just like, wow, I'm really glad that no one's here to witness my behavior right now. That would be like really embarrassing. You ever go through that? You ever, is it just me? I just do weird shit by myself, no one else does? You ever been caught doing that? No, because you guys don't do that. Well, I do that, and I've been caught a couple times. I haven't lived in an apartment for 14 years, but I live in one now, and this is the first time I have people living above me. And uh, the other day, I don't know how this entered my mind or why this started, but... Um, who likes beef broccoli? You like beef broccoli? Yeah, I haven't had it since like 2006, so this is extra weird. Um, I was in my house and all of a sudden I just started going like, Beef broccoli? Who likes it? Beef broccoli? Beef broccoli! And then I kept doing it, like, I was having so much fun, I wouldn't stop, you know? I was all chasing the cat around, scaring the cat, started slam dancing in the house. Biff Broccoli, who likes it? Biff Broccoli, Biff Broccoli. And this carried on for five or six minutes, which is entirely way too long. Towards the end, I wasn't even saying Beef Broccoli, who likes it? I was just like, Biff Broccoli, hey, like ya. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. <laughs> and then when I finally stopped, uh, I heard a voice above me go, Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Damn it, stupid song is stuck in my head. And I was like, oh shit, wait a second, that's a song? I might be on to something. So uh, yeah, I often wonder what my neighbors, or I always wonder what my neighbors think of me, you know? Actually, that's not entirely true, because I know sometimes they absolutely fucking hate me, because I'll, like, I'll be playing the violin in my house, you know, and then I'll play the same tune on guitar, and then I'll, like, write a bass line for it, you know, I'll be all playing the bass, and then I'll carry that in my head over to the drum set, and I'll be playing the drums, and then I'll just, like, start soloing and playing the drums for, like, a six-hour session, right? Straight, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I bet all my neighbors fucking hate me. And I left the house shortly after that, and I walked by my neighbor's house, and they had the door open, and I heard one of the guys that lives there go, I hate him. I 
I fucking hate him. And I was like, I knew it. I just played the drums for way too long. I know that shit gets annoying. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't always wonder, but when I do weird shit, and I do weird shit a lot like that, I, I'm thinking, damn, are they hearing this? What do they think about that, you know? I'm just like this fucking weirdo downstairs. All right. Um, what do you call somebody that's really good at speaking with a fake British accent? A great Britender. <laughs> All right, guys, I've been Chris Volker. Thanks. Chris Volker, everyone! Yeah! The Great Pretender. Yes. Your next comedian. It's been a while since we've seen her. She's completely healed from her broken arm fiasco of last year. And uh, we're glad to see her moving around, still being a lovely human being. Clap those meat paws together for Madison D. Thanks. I'm not like quite fully human yet. I still have some metal and some cadaver bone in me, but I'm excited because it'll give me like the ability to play both sides in the zombie apocalypse. It's like keep an elbow in that camp. Uh, Yeah, but I haven't been here in a while. It's kind of sad. Oh, Pam, I meant to ask you, can I be in Make Feminism Great Again? Yeah, sure. Yeah, guys, I'm gonna be on a show. I'm super pumped. Um, Have you ever sexiled a dog? I think the last time I was here, I had a dog with me, which makes this like more awkward. But uh, yeah, well not even, it's not even sex like. What do you call it when you just like lock the dog out of your bedroom so you can masturbate without it looking at you? Normal. Nor- okay, good, all right. Then I feel slightly less bad, but I did this and then it went, I was dog sitting and I went and slept with one of my roommates and I felt so rejected. <laughs> so sad. But like honestly, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Like much better choice. Um. I don't think you should be allowed to get married until you've lived together for at least a year. No laughter at that? You guys just think that's reasonable? Yeah, me too. But like, (laughs) here's the thing. Here's my reasoning behind it. Unless you've been there, been with them for a full year or maybe even four years, shit. Okay, may have to change this joke. But uh, until you lived with them for a full year, you won't have experienced like all of the holidays and you won't know if they have some like weird shit going on. Like, you know, if they have to like have a seance in the basement on Halloween or they go like way too far for April Fool's Day or like on Columbus Day, what if they just go take over their neighbor's house? How fucked would that be? You don't know that until you've lived with them for a year. Um, what if you got married, like, what if you met them like two days before Columbus, two days after Columbus Day and then got married like a week before Columbus Day? You would not know that. Um, but then you now that I've reconsidered this joke, um, you have to think about the 29th of February. Like, what if they do weird shit that day? So you do, you need to be in a relationship for four years before you can get married. New rule, updating it. Um, I was recently almost an accessory to a federal crime. Yeah, I mean, not on purpose. I went through TSA because I went on a trip last weekend for a family reunion, which was like incredibly uncomfortable because my family, everybody hates each other, but they don't drink, so it's never come out. Yeah, it's awkward. So that was four days. Uh, But my grandparents have been married for 60 years. (laughs) 
Um, they're about as happy as my parents. No, just kidding. They're happier than my parents, I think. Um, <laughs> anyways, accessory to a federal crime. Uh, so I was going through security. Um, and I was kind of high. So I was like freaking out a little bit. And then they find a knife in my backpack, which is like, I was like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot that I have this knife here. And they catch it on the scanner, but the, like the lady who's like physically searching my bag is like, I said, oh, but I liked that knife, bummer. Goes, oh, so you just have liquids in here? And I was like, no, no, just take the knife. Like, I don't want to be involved in this. Um, I had just watched them like take this couple's like breast milk out of a container and pour it into a Starbucks cup. It's like, I don't, I don't need you to go this far. Um, in the end, they got it, and the knife, it was stupid. There's no end to this joke, but just that freaked me out. Like, she like went and put it back through the scanner, and what do you know, the knife showed up on the scanner again, and then her supervisor watched her go through my bag. It was like, it was a nice gesture, I guess, but like, please don't. <laughs> um, hmm. You know that moment when you're talking to someone, typically a dude, where like they just give you this look, or they like touch your elbow, and you know they're gonna masturbate to you tonight? <laughs> no, you can't bring it up, FYI. That makes it more awkward for future references. Um, I'm just gonna end there, thank you. Madison Dunnitz. Getting awkward with the boys. I love it. She's gonna. I tried to just add you to that show, and for some reason, Facebook's being stupid and it's not letting me do it. But you remind me, and uh, I just I actually just had someone drop out, so I'll add you. Your next comedian. He's another funny guy. It's great to see him around. He dropped off the face of the earth for a while, but he's back. <laughs> Lucky you, everyone. He's come out of his cave and taken off his hoodie. Everybody, it's Jim McVeigh. <laughs> Uh, hello. Yeah, I keep quitting comedy. Uh, yeah, uh, and I never leave the East Bay, so it's really good to be back here. This is such a, like an amazing uh, community space. Um, I f lately I feel like uh, every time I get a win like a wedding invitation, I feel like I'm being bullied by people in love. Like you've done one of the hardest things. Like you found love. You're doubling your income. Like you have a double income. You're attractive. I'm alone. You want me to buy you a toaster? Fuck you. I've been alone for seven years. 400 people should take the day off work and come throw me a fucking party. This is, I'm not impressed when like two attractive, well-adjusted people find love. Like that's not, that's not that impressed. I want to see like a fuck up misfit wedding. I'd pay a toaster to see that, but I'm not, yeah. It's just like, I'm this close to sending out like save the dates being like, it's been seven years, this time, it's forever. <laughs> I'm registered at Crate and Barrel, nothing sharp, please. Anyway, don't, don't get me wrong, it's not, <laughs> it's not that dark. I just feel like if your wedding costs more than what I make in a year, then I just, I, I don't have, God damn it, never mind. Uh, this is me venting, uh, I'm really happy for my friends. <laughs> Uh, um, I 
I've been like, I, I was trying to like get back out there, start dating. Try, I'm like on this like self-improvement kick or whatever. And I, I wanted to get more attractive. So what I decided to do was to get tan. Uh, because this was, I figure like tanning, you just, you get hotter by lying down. It makes sense. You just lie down and get cuter. Like I'm, let's start there. And if that doesn't work, then maybe we'll go to the gym. So uh, this is what I did. I looked up how much a tanning salon costs, $40. Either I could pay $40 or I could be nude in public and make society pay. And that is what I did. Uh, I, fuck you, pay me $40 to put my shirt back on. Um, I'm a shy person though. This is actually a really scary, vulnerable thing for me. Um, like I only take my shirt off to put on another shirt. So this was scary. I live in the suburbs. I live where, um, this was a, a rural suburban park. This is where, this is a sketchy park. This is where shopping carts go to retire. So... <laughs> Uh, this was a, a perfect place to do this. So I, I disrobed. I pulled my shorts up into like a, like kind of like a sumo wrestler diaper, and uh, and I lied down. And I wasn't the only one at the park. This is this is sort of like where homeless people go when they get evicted from other parks. Because get this, society is cruel. So. Um, there was also family playing, and and here's what happened to me. I don't know if you've ever had a public meltdown. I'll get into it. Um, I saw a vulture fly by and then double back as if it had found something. And it, it did, it found me. And I didn't, I wasn't aware that I was that, that I was that pale, but this was, this was news. I mean, I knew I was pale, but uh, I didn't realize I was enough to like fool a corpse finder, like a professional body finder. And it was like, oh, there's one. Like, oh, great. And uh, I didn't know what to do. I, I started shuffling around passive aggressively to be like, hey, I'm not dead yet. Like move on. And, uh, that didn't work. It didn't take my word for it. It just continued circling. Um, so at this point I got upset. Um, I felt like I was being like teased by nature, like using symbolism. Um, so I, at this point I stood up and I like, if you were the family at the gazebo, all you saw was a mostly nude man yelling, I'm not dead yet at the sky. And, uh, and then I threw my shoe at an endangered species. Uh, because a bird hurt my feelings, and uh, and that's why I don't judge people who go to tanning salons, because nothing is going to try to eat you at the tanning salon except for I don't cancer or something. Um, anyway, that's all I wanted to work out tonight. Thank you so much. I've been Jim McVeigh. Jim McVeigh, everyone. He's not dead yet. <laughs> it sounds like the. Remember Monty Python on the Holy Grail and they throw him on the body thing. I'm not dead yet. And then they, do you remember that part? No, you I don't remember you? Oh my God. Monty Python on the Holy Grail. It's from before you were born, but it's a great movie. And there's a whole thing where they throw people with that they think are dead. I'm not dead yet. And they're beating oh. dead cats. And when they go around, they don't have the budget for horses. So they have two coconuts and they slam them together. Anyway, this has been the happy hour. It's been the happiest, happy hours of all hours. I was gonna get up there and do. I'm, I'm, I, um, I bought some. I didn't buy some. One of my good comedian friends, uh, you might know him, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, has officially quit comedy. So I have inherited all of his jokes. So I'm bringing them out one by one, trying to memorize them and and tout them about. And my George Bush impression just is not nearly nowhere as good as his. Uh, I can only do Bjork at this point. 
Well, stick around, everybody. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we have uh, Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. Tonight, there's no theme, which is really exciting because I usually have to come up with a theme, and I'm like, I'm not doing it this time. Everyone's just going to do comedy. Yay! Uh, we have Krista Faka, Brian Blanco, Jade Terrio, Mike Evans Jr., Mike Spiegelman, William Island, and Chris Knatzer as your headliner tonight on Pamtastics. That's going to start up at 8 o'clock, so stick around. Thanks for being here at the happy hour, and tune in next week. Actually, and I'll, I'll plug this. Tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, come, uh, it's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman's special Godfather edition. A lot of fun tomorrow night and fundraisers, so... Enjoy everything on Mutiny Radio. Good night. Ha <laughs> ha
anything and everything at the same time, who danced till sunup, who caused the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and are passion, who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born, I say to you, I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact, and in fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me fine dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak so all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Well, hey there, 
San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Vendor's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kitten Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead passes? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. 
Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. LSD, FAP, Acid and Fapping, Fapping and Acid, Acid Fapping, Fapping and Acid, Fap, 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 Acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. This is Social Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me. Every time! Ah!